to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily and joining me today as always is Brian Curry, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg and also my dad. Hi, Em. Hi. So we're in this series now in season two where we're focusing on things that we can do that would really help ourselves to get closer to, to God in this time of isolation. And today we're going to focus on understanding and knowing Jesus, specifically the person of Jesus. And so we were just chatting a little bit in between the episodes. Tell me, tell our listening audience, wh- what do you like about Jesus? <laughs> That's a big question. It is. But tell me, what just comes to your mind? What do you like about him? Um, I feel like the thing that comes to mind the most is just... Uh, the human aspect of him Mm -hmm. when it relates to emotions Mm -hmm. is more uh, how it's relatable that I can understand him from me being a human and him being a human. But just like, I don't know, obviously like we just talked about the emotions of God and everything. And obviously God has emotions, but I feel like when I think of Jesus, I feel more in my experience with him. I've really felt more just, like so much compassion and just, I don't know, just like always like a friend, you know, like this is like my friendship with Jesus, Mm. you know, like the Lord is obviously my friend too, but just like that human aspect that you can have a friendship with Jesus where God is kind of seen as more of like bow down, (laughs) you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) But yeah, like I, I've always had in my experiences and pictures of Jesus that sometimes happened to me is where like I'm being embraced or he like will lift my chin when I'm, mm, you yeah. know, like all of those things that convey some sort of compassion, empathy, love. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, what's important about this topic, the understanding and knowing Jesus? Okay. Well, uh, you're leading right into it with all your answers. So the thing that there's a lot of theology related to it. We talked about it in the last episode when we got into the Trinity a little bit, this idea that he's, that the father is distinct from the son who's distinct from the Holy spirit, but altogether they're one, there's one God and they relate together is, is, uh, in a family like dynamic. So fascinating, a father and a son. That's the way that God chose to reveal himself to us as humans. And the part that you really like is the relationship with Jesus is is one where he can come near to you in a different sort of way, right? That's what kind of what you're describing. You're saying, I really like this part because he he's interacting with me in a way that is feels more familiar because of his really his humanity. Yeah. Now, again, I'll just say what we said in the last episode, that there is no difference between the father who is the awesome God creator burning bush, fire in Exodus 19, burning on the top of the mountain, and Jesus who uh, comes along the roads of, of Galilee and and is friends with his disciples and the children come and like to hang out with him. I mean, have you ever thought about that? If children like to hang out with him, he must be a nice guy mm-hmm. because children don't just play with bad people and they can sense if you don't like them. And so he must have liked them. He liked children. And so this is real. And the Holy Spirit who is invisible, you know, to all of us and yet lives within us is also equal with, with them and, and is not subservient. He's not the little brother. He's, he is God in as much as the other two are. So there's this complexity of how do we relate to all of these three yet one and, 
And the, the person of Jesus is the one that comes forward in our experience because he's so accessible. And so what you want to know about this, before we get into even why this matters to us, and I think you feel it instinctively, Emily, when you think about your relationship with God, you, the bowing down part matters, but the friendship part matters more at this point. You've got to have a way to be able to relate to him. And if you think about the whole story of the Bible, and particularly of the Gospels, you realize that that was the whole point, that Jesus was going to come to the earth and take on a human form and become one of us, specifically so that he could be near to us. When I say to you, give me the best pictures of God in the Bible, if I was to say that to to most people, maybe not to you, because I think you might know the answer, but if I was to say that to a lot of people, give me the best pictures of what God is like. A lot of people would go to Moses and the the, uh, the plagues uh, in Egypt and the parting of the Red Sea, or they would go to the flood or creation. The, um, some people might even say, well, you just look around in the world and you just see, look, the stars, the moon, the, you know, the, the mountains, the rivers. I mean, this is God. It's his handiwork. And it's, it's all true. It's all true. I mean, those things are, are uh, ways in which you can discover what God is like. But there's no better picture in the scripture. There's no better way that you can see God than to look at Jesus because God became a human and then hung around with us for three years. Hmm. Well, 33, really. But, you know, you're missing a lot of it. But wow, think about what you're seeing. God is hanging out with people day in and day out for years. And if you begin to read the Gospels, you realize he ate meals with them. I mean, how mind-boggling is that? Imagine having Jesus come over to your house for dinner. You got a spot for him. There's the table and comes in, he sits down and he's sitting at the table and he eats the same meatloaf that you're eating. And, and you're staring at him and thinking to yourself, you seem really normal. You're, 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 I can be friends with you. You're nice. You're kind. I can talk to you. You'll answer my questions. And yet you're the God of all creation that's holding everything in place. And that's the mind boggling part of it all. And that's the whole point in the Godhead. They set out to come near. Jesus is going to come near. He's going to be really in a, in our midst more than in our midst. He's going to become one of us in order to do it. And so, you know, you see passages passages like um, Colossians 1. You, I bet you know this because it's in some of the songs that we lead sometimes. You, you lead. I don't lead anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you and other people lead worship uh, where you'll sing songs like, all is for your glory. You know, all is for your fame. Is that the line? Name. Yeah, name. All is for your name. <laughs> and the premise is that you may have the first place. You might have preeminence. That's actually the line in the song, you know, and it's like that comes from Colossians 1, 15 to 19 or something, where it actually says, Jesus, the one that you know, that you like, the one that's your friend, that's near to you, that understands your human journey because he walked it just like you walked it. You're 23. He was 23. He was really a 23-year-old single guy. You know, I mean, girls probably liked him and wanted to date him. That's and so weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I mean, he really was. He was really worked in his in his with his father, and then they did the thing together, and you know, all those things are really eight meals every day. He went to sleep, and he slept in the the second room down the hall. I mean, he had a bed and a bedroom, and there he was. God was on the planet, and he was there for years. And most people didn't even know he was there. And yet, the the Colossians passage says, and he created everything that exists, and he created it all. It all is here because it came through him, and it's all here because it's here for him. 
everything that's on the earth was created for him so that he might have the first place, supremacy, preeminence. He's going to be overall your best friend in the world. He's going to rule over everything. It's all his. He made it all for himself. And so when he comes near to you and he interacts with you, it's because he's here for you. He's here to, to win your heart and to have you for himself. So that's the part that you, you like. When you get near him, you can kind of feel that and you go, wow, there's something about the friendship with you that I really want. Yeah, that's God. It's God who created everything. It's the, it's the angry version that you see in the Old Testament. It's, that's him. It's the same one. And he, when you get near him, you can begin to feel his emotions and the way that he thinks. Uh, and it's compelling. It pulls you in, makes you want to be, to be near him. I mean, that's your experience, right? That's what you're describing. Yep. <laughs> so why does it really matter right now? Why do you think it matters right now? We're in isolation. He's saying, if we disrupt everything and I get you all to pause and stop and you can discover what Jesus is like, why do you think that would matter right now? So we know what he's doing. Yeah. So we know what he's doing. <laughs> so we know what he's really like. Right. So that, and not only that, but in a time like this where it's so um, unsettling, yeah. what kind of relationship do you have with God? Mm. Like a lot of people in this moment are going, I don't know if I'm talking to you or not. You know what I just thought of as well? What? Is that like where we are in Winnipeg, we can't see anybody but our family, right? Yeah. So for three months now, I haven't seen any friends really except just to drop off something once in a while. And so like my friendship aspect is pretty much gone too. Yeah. Like it's been eliminating all of my friends. <laughs> like, yeah. And so even then, like I was just saying friendship with Jesus, like that's the relationship and like an increase of that in this time to replacing, yeah. replacing my friends. <laughs> well, not replacing them, but, but taking first place, yeah. supremacy, preeminence, right? The Lord says, I want your heart tied to mine more than to any other person. Hmm. And you're built to have friendships with people. That's the way you're made. You want to have interaction. You want to have closeness and share your lives, but I want you to do it first with me. And then from your relationship with me, you can have all those other things. Just don't replace me with humans, which is what we do. We just go and find friendships with anybody. It's like, this is kind of a departure, but I mean, it's like when we get into marriage and we get into the, the, the physical side of the marriage relationship, even we search for ways to try to, to meet certain kinds of needs. We look for ways to, to meet the deep needs of our own hearts. And the Lord's like, yeah, I'm the place where you may find all that stuff, but you're searching, 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 and you're meeting it in humans. You're meeting it in the things that you create on the earth. And so the Lord's like, no, if you'll come near to me and if you'll let me become real to you, I'm going to take you into the levels of friendship and, and connection that'll blow your mind and set it right. He will take supremacy, first place, preeminence, that's just the way it's going to be anyway. And so we want to agree with it now because that's the where it's ending. That's where it's all going. So this time of isolation, wow, what a benefit. What an opportunity to say, Jesus, show me what you're like. I want to be your friend right now. I don't want to be uh, against you. And I might be in my heart, maybe a little bit more against you than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> and all this pressure is drawing it out, you know, and it's forcing me to, to look at it. I think Jesus is just an amazing, I, 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 he's not a concept, he's not a principle, he's a person. Mm. He's a person. So it's weird, like, this whole time I've never really thought of it until I literally just said that. Mm. That, like, 
been saying lots this year that like oh, I'm lonely. I feel way more lonely. Sure. Than. And you're a pretty social person. Yeah. And so for this to happen, I'm just like, oh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need people. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not lonely. Like the like the greatest friend I could have in the entire universe is there beside He's me. right there. Yeah. 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 He's right there. But he's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. For most people, he's yeah. right there and nobody can see him. Yeah. He can be hidden in plain sight. You can be sitting right here right now with your Bible in your hand. In my case, I can hold my phone. It's got like 200 different versions of the Bible right there <laughs> and still not have any real knowledge of who he is. Still have no real meaningful friendship with him. So it requires more than just saying, yeah, 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 I read it once. Like, I'll give you a good example. We just came through Christmas season, you know, in the last month. And the the Christmas season is all about Jesus coming as a human for the first time, which means that there was a moment where God was, where Jesus was in his spirit form, and there was no physical human Jesus. And then in a moment, Mary became pregnant, and the beginnings of physical human Jesus are, are with us. And then nine months later, she gives birth, just like any woman would give birth with all of the dynamics of, you know, being born. And now the physical Jesus in human form is right there in our midst. Now, we hear the story every year, we read it, we sing songs about it, you know, whatever. It's so familiar now that we lose the power of it. But I I would challenge us, I know that sounds funny because we're on the other side of it now, but... You know, Christmas is always coming, right? It's coming <laughs> next year. You know, it's it might be 11 months away, but it's still on its way. It would be a worthy thing to take some time in the next few weeks and say, I'm going to read that Christmas story one more time. And I'm going to, it's not very long. It's a couple chapters. Read the whole thing again and say, okay, Jesus, show me what's going on here related to you in your life. Because it seems to me like I'm not really seeing uh, the real importance or the or the big storyline that can impact my relationship with you, my friendship with you. And I want to know what's really going on. Like, for instance, you chose parents and you got them in a situation where it appeared to the public around them that they were caught in scandal. Like she got pregnant before she got married. And so she's carrying the scandal of this immorality her whole pregnancy. Then when they finally give birth, they get they end up in this strange town with no friends and no help, and they end up out back. They're not even in the inn. And then the, when you're born, you're born in with animals around, and instead of laid in a hospital bed, you're put into a feed trough where they put the food for the animals, and this is the way that the king of the universe is starting his life on the earth. I could stare at that all day and just think, oh, what is it? who are you and what are you like that you would do such a thing? Well, you know, as I heard somebody describe it, he said, while the while Caesar was on his throne in Rome, ruling over the whole Roman Empire, and while Herod was on his throne, governing the nation of Israel and feeling like he was important, and while the religious leaders were in the temple debating and discussing the law and the and the way to govern the people in a little hick town in called Bethlehem in the back behind the inn where nobody knew, the king of the earth is being born and nobody knows. And he did it on purpose. I mean, who is he? What is he like? Why? Why? Why, Lord? Why? Tell me more. Show me everything I can see about you. And I, I love this because somebody described it this way. They said, one day it's possible 
that when, you know, you get to heaven or in the next age, that Jesus could take a walk with you one day. And, and when, when you're with him and you could walk along and walk along and then find yourself in Bethlehem and come around the corner, you could say, see right over there, see where that rock is? He says, that's where I was born. <laughs> I thought you might like to see it because you took time to find out what it was like, you know, in your life and you spent time on it and you, you valued it. And so I just thought maybe you'd like to see that. And he would take you and show you exactly the thing that took place. What would you feel like if that happened? What would your emotions be like if you suddenly realized that Jesus was, was telling you it's real and I'm, this is who I am. This is what I'm really like. So in light of everything that I'm describing, what does that make you feel like, Emily, when you think about some of these dynamics about Jesus, about his life, about his nearness? I mean, even as I'm saying it, what are you feeling? Mm, makes me feel like I want to know more. Definitely. It's like there's way more that I don't know. Yeah. And I realize I don't know enough. Like, I feel like that a lot. Like, oh, I don't know enough. But rarely do I feel like, oh, I want to know more. I want to know more. Mm. You know, like something that excites me, that pushes me to know more. I'm just like discouraged that I don't know enough. You know? Mm. But that actually makes me feel like I want to know more. And it's not, um, it's not like a job to have to search it out. Mm. it's actually like fun and you're learning about someone that you can literally turn next to and talk to him at the same time. About. Right. Like, I mean, you've got friends. Do yeah. you, when you interact with your friends, your, your human friends, do you ask them for some kind of a manual or a, or a bio, like a, um, <laughs> you know, a list no. of all their, like a biography or something to describe all your characteristics and personality traits and I'm give sure me the theology. Of you. No, you just do <laughs> stuff like together, right? You interact, you talk to them openly and freely and you listen to what they have to say and relationship grows. Yeah. It's not so complicated, but, but as I said, he's hidden in plain sight. You have to seek him out. Yep. Well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check us out at our website, sanctuaryhop.com. On behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast. Shopcast.